0: Being a better human means being kind, and that is including yourself. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others because you just never know what someone else's experience is and you can always choose to be kind.
1: Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're gonna talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to
2: talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica.
1: And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to another episode of the in raw life podcast. Today, we have a special episode for you. That is interviews from quarantine. We've interviewed a handful of different people from different experiences, and we wanted to share it with you because it's hard to know what's happening on the other side of the country, or sometimes even on the other side of your state. Everybody has a different situation and that impacts how severely this quarantine is affecting them, whether they can see the silver lining or whether it's kind of no big deal. Hint, hint, take our quiz if you haven't done it already. So we are going to give you a look into all of those interviews very soon. But first, we want to check in, tell you where we're at in this quarantine process so Jessica, reality check, where you at? What's been going on, girl?
3: Okay,
2: well, I have only officially been quarantining at home since Easter weekend because I was working before that, but still staying in my bubble. So I've been home for three weeks now, and I knew it would. I wouldn't know how I felt until I was in it. And I'm homeschooling my daughter, trying to stay busy, trying to figure out what I can do for work while I'm at home. And I've been trying to keep my mind going and improve myself, give myself some new skill sets. And I realize that I just don't know how to relax. I, everything's been good. I've been productive. I've helped my daughter. We get into little tiffs sometimes about school and other things, but it's going really, really good. And then a couple of days ago I had major anxiety, not an anxiety attack, but just major anxiety where something was like sitting on my chest all morning and mostly throughout the rest of the day. And luckily I realized it, but I was so confused because I was thinking I've, everything that I've done this week has been good things. Why am I feeling this way? but it's because I didn't let myself stop. And I I don't know how to make myself stop. So Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. And ever since, this is three days ago that happened, ever since it's just kind of lingering in the background and I keep trying to make myself relax. But then, I mean, even when I'm watching TV, I have to be doing something like playing a game on my phone or crocheting or God knows what else, looking up (laughs) new recipes. So I'm really – That's where I'm at. I'm trying to figure that out of how to chill the F out.
1: (laughs) So what would you say is getting you through quarantine?
2: Uh, Routine. I really like having a routine and sticking to a schedule as much as we can. Of course, I'm flexible, just like we talked about in the past two episodes. But having that written out and knowing what it is that I want to accomplish at what times so that I can kind of rely on that instead of just feeling like there's this big open ended space in front of me. Cause that kind of freaks me out.
1: Yeah. I feel you. Yeah.
2: And do, 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 do reality check for you, Sierra. Where are you at?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm in almost the exact same boat. <laughs> it's crazy, but I feel like if you slow down it's almost too scary, you know, like i
4: mm-hmm.
1: I sit there and I look at my kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to sit here and soak up this moment. And then I think I have a thousand things I need to do. I should get back to those. And then I think, oh, but I'm going to be missing out on my kids. But at the same time, so then on Saturday, I finally gave myself, okay, today is the day I'm going to relax. I'm just going to not do anything. And then I use Sundays are usually my relaxed day. So today is Sunday. And I I was thinking, okay, like I should still relax today because, you know, two days of relaxing might be good for me. But then I realized like, no, I actually need to kind of, I need to keep my mind going because I think that actually helps me through Mm -hmm. the healing process of the grief that is quarantine and the grief of being stuck inside. So, or staying safe inside, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just, I'm getting over it. But yeah, I don't know. It's been a little difficult week for me because I've been at odds with a very close family member of mine who I'm just concerned about health wise. And this person just doesn't seem to care so much about staying in, even though I feel, I feel like they're high risk. So we've been debating about it and I have to just let go because at the end of the day, it's not in my body. I am only in control of my body and where I stay. So that's been challenging. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm embracing the fact that I have things like the podcast to keep me busy because otherwise, I don't know, it would be a lot tougher.
2: So what is getting you through quarantine?
1: Honestly, it is tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back to that. No, I, I mean, I'm... I've expanded. I've tried White Claw for the first time
2: oh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> ready for hot girl summer.
1: I'm really surprised it took me so long to try it. And I'm actually a little disappointed. I thought I'd like it a lot more. But yeah. I don't know. I've, there were times where I was feeling bad that I, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm drinking too much. But then I've never smoked weed. So here we go. Getting raw. I've never smoked weed before, so I don't really know what that's like. But I know like it helps people with anxiety. And so... I feel like just having one drink every not every night, but whenever I'm having like these highly anxious days, it it mellows me out and helps me to just relax and enjoy the day. So not that I'm encouraging alcoholism, but one drink to chill you out. Maybe that'll help. I
2: don't know. That's what works, girl.
1: (laughs) You're not going anywhere anyway. Yep. So that and just staying busy. Staying busy has helped me. Staying productive. Not busy, but staying productive and being creative and having this podcast as a creative outlet has been extremely helpful. Yes.
2: And any listeners out there, if you know how to relax better than we do, we're welcome (laughs) to suggestions.
1: You've got a better trick than White Claw by all means. I really want to know it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So let's – Get into these interviews and stories. We tried to collect information from friends and family near and far that have various life situations and perspectives so that we could kind of really check in on a lot of different people. And maybe you listeners will have somebody that you can relate to. Enjoy. We are here with my dad, Jonathan. And I am going to interview him about his life in quarantine. Okay, Dad, are you quarantining?
5: I think by my definition anyway, I'm quarantining, which means that we are not working in our normal workplaces. We're doing any work that we're doing from home. And I am also staying away almost entirely from any public places with the exception of my immediate neighborhood, and bicycle riding outside my neighborhood, but on my bicycle, of course.
2: Okay. And how long have you guys been quarantining for?
5: Have been quarantining for over four weeks now, going on five weeks.
2: Who are you with during this quarantine?
5: Well, the only person that I've been within six feet of, or less over the last four, almost five weeks, is my wife and one other pair of relatives who've been quarantined for roughly the same amount of time.
2: Okay. What is getting you through this time? What is keeping your spirits up or keeping you going, keeping you feeling like yourself, feeling human?
5: Well, I'm doing the best I can to follow what I think would be sensible guidelines for difficult situations. One, uh, trying to keep a certain routine so every day I get up Monday through Friday. And I work via telecommuting every single day, doing work on my computer, sending emails, attending meetings, talking to customers, etc. And I think that has really helped keep my mind off the more negative aspects of this pandemic and made me feel fairly connected to the world. Fortunately, a couple of years ago, I entered the social media arena more actively and have a large circle of friends and acquaintances via Instagram and Facebook and so on through my hobbies of photography and music appreciation so that has really helped me get through it quite a bit as well speaking of music whatever kind of music you like uh, we we music fans are fortunate in that a lot of artists on a regular basis are doing informal and even some more formal performances from home or releasing great old concert videos that they hadn't released before to the general public. And that's really helped keep me giving me things to look forward to and help kept keep me entertained and feeling connected with the rest of the world. So that's been a really important factor as well. And we're trying to make sure that we get some good exercise every single day. And eat both healthy food, but also indulge ourselves and enjoy some food and wine as well.
2: That sounds very well-rounded. Anything else you would like to add?
5: Well, there's one other thing that I think is very important, and this was important to me before the pandemic, but I think especially important now. I make sure that when I do go past strangers or neighbors as I'm going on a bike ride or walk, that I wave hi to everybody and give them a smile because... I think it's really important for people to feel a sense of social connectedness, even if we can't sit down next to each other in restaurants or bars or, or the supermarket.
2: I completely agree. And I definitely think that I got that from you. And just to say, we are from originally from New York and New Jersey, and we are very friendly people. So obviously, the connotation that comes with New York, New Jersey people that were rude, we're not all the same.
5: Well, we might be rude, but we're also, but it's well intended most of the time. And in fact, you're right. People in New Jersey and New York City actually are much more friendly with strangers than people would think.
2: And I totally forgot to say this while I was still on the line with my dad, but a big virtual hug to you, dad. And seriously, thank you again for... Doing this interview.
1: I am here with Sarah, and Sarah is going to tell us her quarantine story. Now, you have a unique situation, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about why your quarantine life is different than others.
6: Yeah, I guess my situation has always been different. I was diagnosed with Crohn's at 13, and I've also had asthma pretty much as long as I can remember it. And so, because of that, when everything with COVID started, I realized pretty immediately that I was definitely in the higher at risk group. So most people wouldn't think that. I mean, I'm 33. I To most people, I look very healthy. But my actual reality is that I'm autoimmune compromised and I do have a lung capacity, not issue, but it can become an issue specifically when I'm sick. It's interesting that you say that
1: not everybody can know that you are more at risk than normal because you don't really go around telling everyone, oh, hey, by the way, I've got this disease.
6: (laughs) Right. Yeah. My closest friends are aware that I have it just because it does affect my day to day sometimes. But for the most part, the people that I worked with had no idea. And before we started working from home, we had even had a conversation and they were talking about people that they knew that they were more concerned about. And I was like, well, I know that for me, I'm one of those people And they were very taken aback by that. But they also, you know, definitely wanted me to be safe. And we're like, well, have you talked to our bosses? Maybe they'll make an exception, let you work from home earlier, that sort of thing. That makes me believe that you must be quarantining. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been home pretty much full time since March 20th. Luckily, I'm an introvert. So (laughs) it's not the worst thing in the world. I also like I had planned on being home most of March anyway because I'm in class right now. So I needed to study for a midterm. So it didn't feel very odd at first. But as time has gone on, I'm like, I just want to leave the house all the time. And I have nowhere to go. And I shouldn't go anywhere anyway. Have you gone anywhere? So I actually have a roommate who's been doing the grocery shopping for me. I think I actually for the first time went grocery shopping last week. It was odd to to say the least. It's like, So nice to just grocery shop for your own food and walk down aisles and be like, oh, I think I want this to eat or this to make instead of having to come up with a list for somebody else to buy for you. Mm -hmm. Also, I make weekly trips to my local coffee shop. It's a really small shop. It's local owned and their coffee is the freaking best. I take all the extra precautions when I do it. But aside from that, I can count on one hand how many times I've gone out this last month. Aside from that, if I really feel like the need to get out, I've been going for drives. I live in Jacksonville, so there's A1A, which kind of goes down the beaches. But if you take it further down, it drives down to St. Augustine. And I've taken that drive, I think, two separate times. It's really relaxing, and you can smell the sea air, even though you can't see the, the ocean for much of it. And then every once in a while, you get to areas where you get to see the ocean. So it's a very relaxing drive when you just are like... I don't want to be inside anymore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like to play my Latina music. So I, I'm with Luis Fonzi. I'm saying his name wrong. But like, I love to play that Pandora station and I sing my my Spanish music. Or really, I just dance to my Spanish music as I drive. Or my other throwback station, which is really great when you just need a good day, is Yeah, from Usher. Let the record reflect that Sarah is as white as they come. So when she says my Latina music,
1: she's really digging deep to her roots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell us about who you are quarantined with.
6: So I have two roommates. We've actually lived really well together when all of this started, I was like, oh, we're going to find out if we really like each other or not. So I have one roommate who is in student ministry. She's the one who's been doing the grocery shopping for me. I'm super thankful for that. The other roommate, she likes to work out and go do the things. And so I think she's probably had a little bit of a harder time with this, but she still like, will go out and go for her runs and her family is local. So she'll still see some of her family, but I've been very thankful because both of them realize kind of my situation. So they keep that in mind. So they are definitely, I think both of them would probably be hanging out with people more if I weren't a factor. So what is getting you through quarantine? (laughs) I feel like quarantine is like a day by day process. So some days I'm like super cool with where I'm at and it's okay. And things are great. And then other days, I cry and I'm angry and all of that. There's a few things that I've been doing that I find are really helpful. Like I said, the long drives help a lot. I've also taken drives down the beach. This was when the beaches were still closed up here. Now the beaches are open in Duval. Everybody has been super upset with Jacksonville for opening their beaches for exercising and such. But I think it is more just like a sanity thing. And actually, for the first time last night, I actually went out and went for about a mile and a half walk. And there really were not a lot of people despite all of the posting and all of that showing that there were millions of people out on the beach. And I I literally, I just had a really bad day yesterday, if I'm being honest. Yesterday was one of the rough days and I just wanted to get out of the house. So I was helping out a friend because she lives on the beach. I was just like, let's just go for a walk. It'll be fine. And there were not a lot of people out there. There were people, but we had no problem being distant from everybody and distant from each other still. So the other thing I've been doing, I started meditating this week. There's a couple people I follow on Instagram. You're one of them, obviously. I also follow Dominic Monaghan, who played Mary in Lord of the Rings. He did a meditation. And I've tried to meditate before. I'm awful at it. But the way he described it is you close your eyes, but you focus your mind right in between your eyebrows. So when you close your eyes, you're focused on that part in your head. And so when you're focusing your eyes in that spot, it gives you something to focus on while you do your deep breathing. And I found that that has been super helpful this week, just because I am getting to this point where I'm just like, I want to be out, I want to do the things, I don't want to be home anymore. I'm also just realizing I still have to be smart about what I'm doing. So that's been super helpful this week. Hello, ladies, and maybe
4: even a few Mr. Moms. I am Miranda Garvin, and I am a licensed cosmetologist and owner of Living Colors Salon and Spa located in the beautiful low country of South Carolina. I've been self-isolated, or should I say self-quarantined, for roughly six weeks now, and I'm going to be raw when I say that although I've had my days and even weeks where I absolutely love it, I've had a few where I really hate it. I'm currently quarantined with my husband, our four-year-old daughter, our two-year-old son. Are three very large dogs, and a cat who thinks she's a dog. I have absolutely loved listening to the In Raw Life podcast during this time because every episode thus far has validated what I'm doing, what I'm going through, and how I'm feeling during this pandemic. The things that are getting me through the rough days And even the good days tie in so wonderfully with what Sierra, Jessica, and guest speaker Tabitha have gone over in the last two episodes. Routine is so important to me because it helps create structure for my kids, it keeps the stress and anxiety from creeping in for me, and it assures my husband that he's going to get the personal time that he wants, needs, and deserves. For me, though, I feel like habits are a little bit more important than the routine itself. One of the biggest things that gets me through my days is having my personal time in the gym. And when that was taken away from me due to self-isolation, I stayed pretty bitter for a while. And it wasn't until I realized that you can change your routine, you can change the form of your habits. You just have to stick with those habits. So I have been trying to kick out bad habits and I have been just clinging to my healthy habits. Pretty much what gets me through each day is I get up between five and 5.30 a.m. every morning and I immediately drink a glass of water I then break out my Start Today journal by Rachel Hollis, and I write down five things of gratitude that have transpired over the last 24 hours. I then write my 10 dreams as if they've already happened, and then I take the most achievable dream, the dream that can happen the quickest, and I write that down at the bottom as a goal. I then take a plain old notebook that I paid $2 for at Walmart and I write the date on that page and I just fill out the entire page with self-affirmations. I do little things like my children are going to talk to me in a loving and respectful manner, as opposed to writing something negative like my children will not disrespect me and talk to me in an ugly manner. I then will focus on my personal development. And the biggest thing for me for personal development is working out. And once I have done that, if I have time before my little family wakes up, I will then read a book on personal development. Right now, I am currently reading Liberated Parents, Liberated Children, Your Guide to a Happier Family. And I have to say, it it's pretty amazing. The next thing that helps me is recharging my batteries halfway through the day. I am someone that I just burn out halfway through the day. And so what I do is I take full advantage of my children's nap time And during that time, I will either take a 15 to 30 minute nap or I will do a 15 to 30 minute guided meditation. And once again, if I have some extra time, I will read a book. Another thing that has been helping me through this time is reminding myself of self-forgiveness. I have to daily, multiple times a day, remind myself that everyone is going through this It's okay for me to slip up every blue moon. I just can't make it a habit of slipping up. So I have really started to focus on trying to forgive myself and remind myself that as long as I'm doing the best that I can, and as long as I'm asking for help from my husband and my kids, then... That's all that really matters. And going back to the, the meditation, I have been trying to either break out in a dance party with my kids to break up a disturbance or I will sit down once they've calmed down and I will click on my bitbit and I will do a two minute breathing exercise and they love the way that the circle goes in and out and that it sparkles and changes colors. and they have started doing it with me. So that really in a nutshell is what has been getting me through the great days and the bad days, you know, sticking to that routine, focusing on those healthy habits, always doing my gratitude and self-affirmation journals, working on that personal development, moving my body, meditation and self-forgiveness. I am here with Jason, Jason, tell us
1: a little bit about your quarantine life thus far.
3: Oh, this is about quarantine life?
1: Yeah. What did you think it was about?
3: My interesting character, I guess.
1: <laughs> have you been quarantining?
3: I have been quarantining other than going into work because I've been labeled an essential worker.
1: Are you reading this?
3: No. Just I feel like, like I'm, I do feel like I am reading it now. I've I've picked up this cadence which is new to me. <laughs>
1: Okay, so you are technically an essential worker. There's
3: nothing natural about the way I'm going to talk now. (laughs) I have been quarantining, except for when I'm at work. I've been labeled an essential worker, so I go to work for 40 hours a week.
1: Okay, so you, you work a nine to five, and aside from that, you stay quarantined for the most part.
3: I work a six to three, and yes, I do stay quarantined.
1: When you are quarantining, who are you with?
3: I'm with my lovely wife and my two children.
1: What has quarantine life looked like for you?
3: Uh, It hasn't felt all that different, honestly. I don't have a huge need to go out. In some ways, it's, uh, I'm using this phrase loosely, but a dream come true.
1: Why would you say that?
3: Because I don't have to go out.
1: (laughs) Would you label yourself as an introvert? Heavily. Okay.
3: Not that I don't like people, but I'm an introvert.
1: So you're enjoying time at home?
3: I am enjoying time at home for the most part.
1: For the most part, with the exception of...
3: Um, maybe my wife hasn't made it all that great. Oh, is that? Because even though I'm still going for 40 hours a week, I think in her mind I've been here the whole time because she's immediately annoyed with me the second I walk in the door.
0: <laughs> what gives you that impression?
3: Uh, I get asked what I'm doing a lot and not like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing? Are you bre- Are you still breathing? Are you breathing? What are you breathing like that for? Why are you talking like that? Why are you doing that? What? A lot of questions. A lot of questions.
1: So it's been a little tough quarantining with your wife.
3: Great person, though. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Anything else that's making quarantine life difficult?
3: Not the quarantining, but, you know, if you have to go to the store, I'm not usually like a high-anxiety person in public, but, man, you just feel like you're not supposed to be there. I don't know. All the masks and the lines and the six feet apart and it just feels like I'm wrong. I'm sorry. You need to stock up on some things and I don't know. But I really stock up on chicken and cheese its. I don't I am afraid to say Cheez Its like why well, he doesn't need to be going out for Cheez Its and no, I'm getting like chicken and protein and like, you know, important things.
1: So would you say you're worried about what people think about your grocery haul?
3: No, I think I'm just worried about this audience. Do you think that the audience
1: is Full of very judgmental people. We have a whole episode on that next.
3: I don't know. I can't be PC. It's like impossible to be PC. But the box is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and I just don't fit in it.
1: That's actually kind of what this podcast is about. Hmm. It's about not being PC, but being raw and talking about how you really feel. Well,
3: in that case, what I'm really going now is for like 32 cans of Coke and two handles of rum.
1: Um, yep, I covered that in the intro too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, tell us what what it's like being an essential worker.
3: I don't feel very essential. I feel like there should be two types of like worker classification. I don't like being called essential because that ropes me in with the nurses who are doing a lot more than changing serpentine belts on cop cars. So I feel like there should be two levels of essentiality. I mean, I'm just happy to have a job. I don't feel highly at risk. I don't know. I'm a Mechanic, I'm an automotive technician. I work for the city, and you know, mostly for the most part, the closest guy to me is like 12 feet away from me. So, I have little contact with people in the grand scheme of things. Like, I have conversations, of course, but you know, I'm not working like right next to someone at all hours of the day. So, for me, I'm grateful that I get to go in A because of a steady paycheck, and B because it gets me out of the house. Not that I don't love being with my wife and kids, but it gives some sense of normalcy.
1: How is it being in quarantine with a wife that is
3: podcasting? Uh, I mean, she's busy, but go ahead.
1: Well, I, oh, I just was going to ask about like the fact that you have to manhandle two children under three and keep the whole house quiet and air conditioning free while stuck inside.
3: <laughs> I think out of all those things, the most frustrating part is the air conditioning free. I love handling the two kids. I don't, I don't feel like I'm manhandling them. Like, I, I love handling the two kids. I love spending time with them. And it's kind of something I struggle with because I want to do it all. i want to be a good husband, a good father, and a good person to myself. And it's a hard balance. Which but, one's
1: slipping through the cracks?
3: Oh, me, for sure. I always put everyone else ahead of me, especially in my own family, I mean. That's why I feel like I'm going to break.
1: So what's getting you through quarantine?
3: Uh, 32 cans of coke and two handfuls of rum.
2: (laughs) We are here on Skype with a very good friend of mine, Brittany. Brittany's unique perspective is that she is pregnant right now and she's a first time pregnant mama. I want to say thank you so much for joining us, Brittany. And the first question is, are you quarantining? Technically, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere into any store for what seems like for months. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I have gone to my parents' house and David's parents' house, my husband's parents' house. So, yeah, kind of.
2: <laughs> I call that I feel like it's as long as it's within your own little bubble, right? You're you're in your bubbles, you're not going outside of that. So, I, I feel like that is. And how long have you been doing that
0: for? <sighs> So I guess since March 14th was the last time I went out. And that's when we did our baby gender reveal on the beach. And then after that, it was. (laughs) But even before then, I remember my parents, I was like, oh, I need to get the supplies for the party. And they're like, oh, no, we'll go to the store. (laughs) So I haven't been to a store in a long time, but I was around people and in public. Uh, But that was the last day.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's about the same for a lot of people as that exact weekend. And it's weird that it was so concrete, even in so many different states. Yeah. And then the most important question is, what is getting you through this time? What's getting you through quarantine, helping you feel normal or like yourself?
0: So having David here with me my husband is huge. And having my family members live close to me. If I didn't have them to be able to like go out and you know, get out of my my own personal bubble, I would probably go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely helped a lot. Being able to visit at least, you know, my parents and his parents and having him here with me at the house and being yeah. able to go outside.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you love being outside and in the sun. You're definitely a Florida girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure.
2: And since you have this unique perspective, what does it, I mean, this is your first pregnancy, so this is all you know of pregnancy, but what does it feel like quarantining during this time?
0: It's definitely brought on some extra anxiety, stress, Mm. I don't want to say anxiety, but kind of, just because I hear, you know, people asking me like, so do you have a backup plan if you can't go to the hospital? What are you going to do? Are you going to... it's almost like I don't know <laughs> like you feel like you have your plan set and then like they always say your plan never really happens
2: yeah even without a pandemic
0: <laughs> yeah so that kind of stressed me out a little bit and then you know going to the appointments and stuff they were saying only the patient can go like you can't have your spouse come with you or a significant other and I was like that's so messed up you know it's his experience too so they actually did let me skip last month's appointment Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like a milestone one so they were like it's okay you can stay home for that one but then you know when you hit third trimester we're going to want you to come in just do a checkup or whatever so uh, just praying that all of this goes away for the most part by the time she's ready to come out which is supposed to be the end of july
1: are you a mama or are you hoping to be one very soon? I want to tell you about one of the tools that has transformed motherhood for me. It's the Expectful app. Expectful is an app that brings you guided meditations specifically centered around parenthood. I'm not even slightly exaggerating when I tell you it kept me sane during my very stressful final day as being pregnant with Gray. Expectful meets you at the stage you are in, whether that's being pregnant or rearing the babies. It even has meditations for seasons of IVF or infertility. And the best part is you can try this all for free. Expectful usually gives you a seven day free trial, but I got us a special code just for our listeners for a 14 day free trial. All you have to do is go to expectful.com slash in raw life. Don't worry. You can find that link in the show notes. And if you end up loving it as much as I do, you can support this small business with the cost of just one Starbucks a month. If you can't afford it, Expectful will work with you so that you can get a subscription for free. That's what it's all about right there. Support your mental health mama, because when you're mentally well, you parent well. Okay. So I am interviewing... Nikki. Nikki is a hospice nurse, and we are actually interviewing in person while staying six feet apart. Okay, so Nikki, tell us a little bit about who you are and how corona has been affecting your everyday life.
7: I am an LPN for hospice. I have been a nurse for just about 10 years now, currently going back to school. And an added factor for me is that I am a mother of two. So I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old at home and it's been very interesting for us. For me, I say that we're pretty lucky because I'm obviously still working. My fiance is still working and we're lucky enough to have my parents local. So my son goes to them during the day and then our daughter goes to school or daycare during the day. So we're all still kind of functioning somewhat normally, but it's definitely been a lot of new on top of being a nurse in a time like this being a, a mom and a nurse in a time like this is a little added extra you know have all the feelings <laughs> yeah
1: now i know that your three-year-old daughter had some sort of fever and cold can you tell us a little bit about that experience yes
7: so just about two weeks ago on a monday so right after easter She wasn't back in school or daycare. She was going to my mom's and she just didn't feel great, but we never run fevers and me being a nurse, we don't, nothing really triggers me to be, oh, let's go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So she went to my mom's. My mom would kind of text me throughout the day. Like, you know, she says she's not feeling great. She's just kind of resting. She doesn't really want to go outside for too long. And I was like, okay, just keep me posted. And she took her temperature and she was fine. Well then that evening, She wasn't feeling well. She wasn't really eating, which is definitely not her style. And Anthony went to pick her up, and she threw up on the way home. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my goodness. She felt warm, so I took her temperature. And I don't think it was anything, like, alarming. So then the next day, I think I just gave her Tylenol and sent her to my mom's. Because, you know, it's she's a mom. She's my mom, so I don't (laughs) have to worry. Well, she was still not well. I think her fever went up a little bit higher. And so by the time I got home that day, I was a little bit worried because we are still working. We are still out. Although we're doing precautions of washing our hands and you know, there's still a lot of unknowns in going out into different nursing facilities that you just never know and Anthony is Anthony so is he washing his hands as much as he probably should (laughs) I don't know so I called her pediatrician and of course they're not seeing anybody so we thankfully have the doctors where you can just call on your phone so I Anthony brought her home really quick I just kind of put her in our room and called the doctor and it was actually very nice I don't call doctors I don't freak out about things but it was nice to kind of bounce things off of a medical doctor when i talked to the doctor she just kind of said you know her her risk is pretty low even if she does have it keep her isolated and she will most likely be fine obviously if her signs and symptoms increase seek you know help from an emergency room and then i was like well the issue is is that i am a nurse so I'm feeling a little bit like if she's running fevers, should I be going out and continuing on? And so when we talked about that, she said if her fever continued for two more days, cause this was going on day two, that she would like us to get tested and that we should isolate. So that means I don't go to work. And so then that kind of triggered the whole, how do you isolate in a house with your son and your fiance and what does that look like. But I just went ahead and decided that I wanted to be 100% transparent with my work. So I called my boss, I let her know that we didn't really know what was going on, but she did have a cough. She was having these signs and symptoms and in two days if they continue, we're gonna get tested. Or she at that point was gonna get tested. So we isolate. She stays in the room and she's a little trooper. I mean, she crashed and burned for a good two days. She was so hot that when I touched her, I could feel her fever. Mm -hmm. So we did that for two days, it continued. So I called Florida Health Government, whatever. And they said that they're doing the testing at the Raymond James Stadium, just call and get an appointment so i call there they don't even really ask any questions i kind of had everything ready to go because i already had a doctor's order for her and he was like you don't need that what is your name and i was like well she's the only one that has the order he's like we don't need orders you are her mother you have been her primary caregiver we'll test you both so we both get an appointment and it's not until the the following tuesday so i was actually pleasantly surprised that it was somewhat fairly easy for us Mm -hmm. to have that access so Tuesday comes and we drive up to the stadium first they didn't see her because she's so little and in the back (laughs) and so it's just kind of me and I don't look you know unhealthy like in the slightest other than probably like a stressed-out mom So they do our paperwork. They kind of push us to the front of the line because she is a pediatric case. And they just swabbed our mouth and gave us kind of some directions and sent us along our way. But we didn't end up getting our test results back. I got mine three days later, and it took her a little bit longer because I think since she was pediatrics, which kind of sent me into a little bit of a frenzy because why am I getting a negative and she's getting a nothing? But we both ended up being negative. I went back to work the next Tuesday and lots has changed in two weeks of working, but.
1: When you got tested, was it crowded? How
7: How was that? I was kind of expecting to wait but it was just a drive through process. So there was maybe 10 cars in front of us and we were there, we were in and out in less than 30 minutes. And you never had to get out of the car? Never. Just rolled down our windows to do kind of the intake and then drove to the next one and rolled down our windows to get swabbed. Wow. Yeah. That's So it was still very emotional and scary. And you know, you don't know what that looks like. If she did, I mean, worst case scenario, if she did take a turn for the worst, like, what does that look like? I don't know what it looks like to have your baby in a hospital. Like, do you get to go with her? Do you not? And, you know, it's like you have these moments of sadness and then just feeling grateful at the same time that I do have these resources and and I wasn't feeling sick. And, And thankfully, Anthony does have the ability to take the days off and we could somewhat keep them apart. I just have one more question for you, okay. which is what is helping you get through this weird, strange time? Honestly, my family and Jess, I've, so I'm also in school. So on top of being a full-time nurse in the middle of COVID, although I'm on the lighter side of it, I am a full-time student. I am a full-time mom. And in the past couple of days, it's like, I just need fresh air. Thankfully, it's nice and sunny and not scorching hot yet. So it's like, I just, we go for a bike ride or Mm. we go and skate or we just, even today, you just go for a walk.
1: There you have it. Those are the quarantine interviews that we've collected over the past few weeks. We hope you enjoy them and were possibly inspired by them. If you have your own quarantine story that you're dying to share with us, reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. Even if it's just sometimes to vent and get it off your chest, we're happy to hear. So if you do send us an email to podcast at sharing your story or saying, please, I want to be interviewed because I have something the world needs to hear. And also if you want to share what it means to be a better human, we'll take that as well. Same email address podcast at Send us a voice memo or a written out email and we may feature you on the show.
2: And if you love us with all your hearts or just a little bit of your heart, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to us. That will help us to grow and reach more people and give them a big old virtual hug with encouragement on the side. You can also follow us on Instagram at at the In Raw Life podcast. We have a lot more fun content there to share with you, give you a few giggles, give you a little nudge, whatever you might need. Until next week, if what you're doing is working, keep doing it. And if it's not,
0: it's time to change. Bye.